so passionate about helping businesses grow and you absolutely have to market to grow your business. Give it all you got. The best is yet to come. Hello and welcome to Chat and Grow. We're here with a marketing mastermind session. Uh, If you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur or you want to do something, if you're a real estate agent, you have your own brand you're trying to build, uh, we do marketing masterminds where we visit with people that will help you grow personally and professionally. Uh, It's just been a blast. Today we're (laughs) here with Janice Karstens and um, I'm really excited uh, to visit with her a little bit today. It's the very first Chat and Grow Marketing Masterminds of the year and we're starting it out by talking about our vision. Um, a vision for our life. And I'm like I said, I'm excited to hear um, what Janice has to say. So I'm going to hog some time with her a little bit. And then later on, uh, I'll be going to your questions. So as we're visiting, be sure to post your questions in the chat if you're on Zoom or we're live on Facebook. Um, hi, Facebook. Um, we're live on Facebook on the Chat and Grow page. So if you're there, go ahead and, and place comments. We have uh, Taylor here in our office who will be fielding your questions and feeding them into us. So like I said, I'll be hogging some time with Janice first, <laughs> and then I'll be opening it up for questions. So uh, just a little bit about Janice. She coaches small business owners and mid-level managers, and having spent years in both of those roles, she understands how flexible and adaptable people need to be when so many responsibilities are shouldered by one person. And I think a lot of small businesses can relate to that. I know mm-hmm. I can. And a lot of times the staff can as well. I know Taylor's in the other room. I've got Alex here and we all have to pick up, um, pick up. So that's, that's really awesome. Um, as the president and founder of Lifestyle Management Coaching and Concierge, Janice is committed to the growth and success of motivated, driven people, um, just like you. So uh, when excellent people get bogged down by rules, relationships and responsibilities, it's really hard to keep up the motivation and not be squeezed to the point of breaking So that's when she comes alongside of them to identify where the pain points are and help you um, and help relieve you through results based activities, information and assessments. With over 10 years of experience in training, teaching and coaching in multiple different venues throughout the world, Janice has a passion for people and to support them throughout their lives. It's fun, rewarding, and people are the best investment of her time. I could not agree more. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning to be with us. Well, thanks for having me, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. I know. I'm so excited. I, I love 2017, so I always feel kind of a little bit like I don't want to be disrespectful to how mm-hmm. amazing and mm-hmm. how grateful I am for how wonderful 2017 is, but I just am so excited for 2018. How, how about you? How do you feel as we transition into the new year? I always feel good, so I pick a weird word for the year, and so my word for 2018 is fulfillment, so I'm mm. looking forward to seeing how that's going to grow throughout the year. So what does that mean to you? I feel like we, we, we use that word a lot, um, especially in development, but what does that mean to you when you say fulfillment? What does that mean? So for me, fulfillment means um, having integrity with what I want to do and what do I want to accomplish, um, and making sure it gets fulfilled rather than kind of... I kind of say shitting all over myself. Mm-hmm. Well, you should do this and you should do that. And really the only shoulds are when I'm starting to compare with myself with other people. Mm-hmm. So fulfilling is fulfilling what I need for myself and not for other people's reasons. Mm-hmm. Like being filled full. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, how about, uh, let's see. How about if you tell me a little bit about yourself? I know I feel like I just told <laughs> yeah. everybody everything say, about you, but I'm sure that there are things that we miss. So how about if you just share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, like you mentioned, I'm a leadership coach. I was 
I grew up in North Dakota. I moved to different coasts, and um, I came back to Montana after living overseas for quite a few years. Um, it's kind of been my boomerang city, Billings, and then go overseas, and then Billings, and then go back overseas. But I'm here to stay, it seems like, and it feels more like I want to be involved in the community and get to know more people here, where before it was, okay, when do I leave for my next trip? Gotcha. Well, that's cool. That's kind of yeah. a nice space to be in. Like, hi, I'm here. What can what can I do? Ex- <laughs> you know? Exactly. I definitely feel like I want to definitely more be planted, um, and since I didn't grow up here or go to school here, it's it's been a fun time getting to know people in business and, and how they help develop this community to what it is. Awesome. Well, I feel like it's a really good time to be in Billings mm-hmm. and to be in business in general. I, there's definitely a tide shift and I love it. I think that this new tide is just exciting and Agreed. fun and energizing. So. I was just going to say, you can feel the energy moving mm-hmm. versus being stagnant. Like things are definitely starting to build up mm-hmm. and that's going to be fun. And even people coming from who've been around, mm-hmm. I feel like they're a lot more open to this new energy too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's an exciting time to be a part in. So um, as we've been kind of building up for, for this uh, interview and I know um, you have a vision boarding workshop coming up, mm-hmm. what exactly is vision boarding? So a vision board is ultimately a tool that people use to focus on what they want out of life. It's, you know, it can look like pieces of paper on a wall, but if you don't have intention and clarity and everything else around it, then it's just paper on the wall. Mm -hmm. So really going through a vision board workshop is to be intentional about what you're looking at and those desires that you have, but that only really comes through some some soul searching and some clarity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but, and so also what, like, what is the outcome? What? I have an example. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Examples. I'm so excited. (laughs) So this, uh, how does that look? Is my current vision board. Um, and I, I used little paper clips so I can take it off and change it for a new goal whenever I meet those. Um, so these ones on the top are really about, um, thoughts that I want to consistently have for myself um, here's my integrity. Do my integrity and values and behavior, are they congruent? How do I create more balance? Um, there's two different real, well, there's lots of different types of energy, but two different things I think about a lot are the masculine side and the feminine side of energy and, and how am I balancing those different things? Um, and then my style and what does that mean to me? My turn to speak. Right now, right now. <laughs> That words have meaning, so a lot of blogging that I've been doing lately. I did the 12 days of coaching at the end of December, so that's part of this. Every story needs a book. Um, I've got a plenty of stories in my head and possibly plenty of books. Um, and then just kind of hear these other things that are going to define my life as well. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Right? Inside like Out? Feelings. Every and, coach yeah. in America loves that oh, movie. Oh my gosh, I love that <laughs> Because it's exactly and a lot about what we do. Yeah. So, so now this is your vision board. This and, is my current one. And honestly, I've been through a lot of vision boarding workshops that oh, help nice. produce them. And um, when you do it, um, I'm just curious, like, d- does everybody's look the same? I mean, mm-hmm. is there, like, different, like, how does your process bring people? Because I can't imagine, like, my vision board would never look like, this is so cute. It's like, pic- <laughs> it, it, it's like... Um, Pinterest perfect, you know, <laughs> whereas mine always looks like some kind of 
decoupage collage that went wrong, you know, but yeah. I, it means the world to me. Like I exactly. look at it and I'm like, whoa, it's not Pinterest perfect, but every time I look at it, I'm like, yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. like how, how can, like, I, I, I feel like I'm probably not the only entrepreneur who's like, wow, that's really put together. <laughs> um, I mean, how can someone, um, put picture themselves in this process? And how um, many different ways? I guess I'm just sure. trying to put together, like, how can it... Does it always look the same? Does sometimes it, it look different? It definitely does not look the same. Um, I have one from years ago. I'm not sure if I actually physically have one, but there's one that looked more like much more like a collage. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do is I bring people together, and we talk about 10 to 12 different areas, depending on how much time we have, of life. And I give people 10 to 15 minutes with each one of those areas and each question. And so from that discourse with themselves and kind of trying to meet with other people in the group and go, okay, so how do we chat? And how do we, like, what did you find with this one? What did you find with this one? So we bring the same topics, but we don't necessarily bring the same thing to it. Mm -hmm. And then so once we've gone through all of those different areas, then that's when the fun begins and the cutting and the pasting and everything else. Mm -hmm. Because then people can go, no, I really want to focus on this one, not that one. And, and pick and choose so then it can become whatever it looks like to you mm-hmm. so for me to be honest my other one wasn't this Pinterest perfect um, <laughs> and also if you're just if you're <laughs> listening to the podcast and you cannot see it um oh. what what Janice has is like how big would you say this board is it's a standard form core board size so two by three yeah okay so it's about two by three and it's um vertical set and it has these really nice like um twisty craft um twine twine across it with little cute um clips and it's just really beautiful but the whole point of what we're um illustrating and if you want to look up the video it's available on chatandgrow.com it's also available it will be available on youtube as well um but the whole point being that if you want to try to visualize i mean it's a vision board so if we're doing Mm -hmm. you know if you're listening to this without visual um it you know, I just want you to understand, sure. like, there's a lot of different ways it could look. It can, um, the, the bottom line is it needs to mean something. And I think yep. that that's why it's so nice to have a process like what you have going on where, you know, I, like I said, I've done these a lot. Mm-hmm. I could probably just sit down and go, I'm just going to do my vision board, but there's a process and I like someone else taking me through it mm-hmm. because I feel like you're going to be asking questions and you're going to, be laying it out yep. and the fact that every time is different I'm sure I'm yep. guessing with you even I mean do oh, you have that sure. experience where you might run different workshops and every time it comes out different you're like wow that was yeah the hardest part about that is when it does come out different people say oh what did you just say I have no idea <laughs> so definitely have to be in the moment when you're in these types of things and listening and being part of it because you can't really repeat what you've done before. Mm-hmm. And if I do, the next time I do this one, and I'm not doing one for 2018 because not everything has come to fruition, but um, when I do this, this is more like a leading one. Like these are the parts of my life I want to focus on and lead in versus attainable things such as, oh, I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to run a marathon. Like those are much more tangible. This is maybe less of a tangible board. As so do you, is. is that pretty normal? Are vision boards typically more, because I know when you set goals, they need to be measurable yep. and all these things. <laughs> so with a vision board, how is that different from setting goals? Vision board is what you put out there. The goals are how you get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So to vision something, you can say, I'm going to definitely do this. Awesome. Great. Put it out there. But how are you going to make it happen? Mm -hmm. And so being consistent throughout the months or years or however long you have this, it's about having that vision, having that overall, I'm going to do this and then backing it up. This is the end result, Mm -hmm. but you back it up to the start because that's where you are right now. Well, and I think it's really magical to have something. And a lot of times we've done where we have like a one year or a five. What was that? I was just wondering if you want me to keep Oh, yeah. No, we're good. Okay. I think with that. Or you can even just set it back. Yeah. Um, But, you know, where you can have like a one year or a five year, Mm -hmm. you know, different time frames for the vision board. But I think that there's something really magical um, about um, (laughs) something really magical about having a a picture of what it looks like at Mm -hmm. the end, you know, and, and I, I guess I want to relate that back to marketing too. We talk a lot about benefits versus features. And Mm -hmm. I think that I feel like goals are more features and the vision board is more the benefit. It's like, you get to really have this thing that you can touch and look at and refer back to, Mm -hmm. um, that is, you know, that you can just see. Sure. Yeah. And that and that's exactly what this is. This is you take this home, but how you make this happen is really up to you. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, um can you share a little bit about why you recommend doing vision boards or why it's important enough to you to run workshops to help people do that? <laughs> yeah, I can. Um because this is the process of a thought and of a desire, um Nelson Mandela has a great quote um where he says well, hopefully I do this correctly, <laughs> Rememorize it. Action without vision is just passing time. Mm-hmm. Vision without action is daydreaming, but act, vision with action can change the world. Oh, wow. And so I just looked at that, and I'm like, you know, that, that really is key to a vision board mm-hmm. because a lot of, it becomes tangible. So you have a dream, you have a vision, and it's in your head. No one else knows about it. Mm-hmm. But even by putting it out on a piece of board and putting it into reality mm-hmm. creates a bit of an accountability. Because now you have something to say, yes, I'm going to do that, or nope, I'm probably not. Yeah. Um, but in, until it's, while it's still in your head, it's very much a part of who you are, and no one needs to know about it. Mm. So... Um, Creating the vision board itself allows you to kind of have that process of accountability right off the bat, Mm. even if it's just with yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you brought something. There's like a little nugget in there that I heard, and I feel like um, giving giving people (laughs) permission to not, like at the end Mm -hmm. of the year going, oh, I didn't do that, but you know what? It's not important to me anymore. Sometimes have you found that things kind of mutate into something else or completely are... one visionary thing happens and then therefore another one isn't important to us anyway. Do you see anything like that happening or do you have examples of anything like that that you can draw back on? Um, yes, I'm trying to consider what a good one would be. Um, I always said in like in high school that I wanted to go around the world and I was going to do this and, and the first time I was on a plane, I kind of went, Oh my gosh, like it really, it has to be the Pacific Ocean <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> we can't just start with like a Great Lake or something. Okay, let's go all the way over. Um, and that became really important to me. And even though I've committed to that, um, it's not as much of an importance anymore. Like that's kind of been there, done that, but also 
um, I don't feel like I need to prove myself on keeping doing that because I said it one time mm-hmm. a long time ago. Sure. Where before, you know, probably younger Janice would have said, oh, I have to keep doing this because I said that's what I wanted to do. And that would be giving up. Exactly. And it's really not. Sometimes you pivot, you know. Mm-hmm. So Actually, my pre-workshop email that went out this morning is called Looking for Permission. Mm. Because it's one of the things that people wait for. Um, not to give too much away, but yeah, if you sign up and register for the, bro- the workshop, I'm giving weekly emails to everybody and today's is looking for permission and Uh and how somebody wants to be told okay go ahead and do this or oh no you probably shouldn't do that because we like that structure we like that comfortable someone else is looking for what I'm doing and accepting it or that approval approving it or denying it Mm -hmm. um and it's how to be able to give that to yourself first so the pre-workshop emails are really um to prepare people to come to the workshop fully ready to engage in what we're going to do so there's a lot of pre-education before it's a lot of mindset like you're really kind of um you know um Mm -hmm. molding the mindset because we're so like our culture is such that it's and I feel like just natural instincts and just how as a child you know the progression as human beings Mm -hmm. um we kind of have to undo some of that stuff so that we can get our own identity and so it's really good to be reminded of things like that like you know we we actually can just step out and do this Mm -hmm. and um, and our need to be loved is so strong that sometimes we need some kind of identification of how to move on with you know understanding we need that but how can we do this in a healthy way so I think that's really good that you're kind of prepping people with that and getting their minds kind of in a good place for it so um, so, okay. A, a couple questions. One is like, when you have people, when you talk to people about vision boards, is it something like it's a one-time thing? You're done. Good job. You're going to live your life and miracles <laughs> are going to happen. Or is it like, what Excuse do you me. recommend as far as, um, vision boarding? Well, it's definitely not a one-time thing, but for certain goals, maybe it is a one-time thing. Hmm. So it's up to you. Um, one of the things that I would definitely suggest is that each month people pick a specific vision that they're going to look at mm. um, and focus on for that month. So that way it doesn't become a collage of pictures on the wall. It becomes in something in the mindset, in with intention um, that people can focus on. So um, going ahead and once that one's checked off, maybe celebrating or doing something with it but then do a three month six month nine month 12 month check-in with your vision board like how am I doing um because if it's truly a desire you have and it's truly something you want you want to accomplish that goal Mm -hmm. it will become accomplished it doesn't mean that you have to redo an entire vision board Mm -hmm. but it does mean you need to relook at it Mm -hmm. okay so it's kind of a living thing and it's probably something to revisit Mm -hmm. later so and then um now I, maybe it's just me, but like, doesn't it feel like some people roll their eyes when you talk about vision board? I mean, honestly, let's be real. I'm sure that there are people probably out on Facebook right now that saw what we were talking about and switched the channel just because Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, it's vision boarding. Blah. It's so stupid. Um, so have you had an experience that made you go, oh my gosh, this is exactly why, like, I don't, I mean, it takes a lot, honestly, especially when you're in business and you're kind of hanging your butt out there mm-hmm. and then you bring something up like vision boarding. 
Um, and you're like, I know people are going to roll their eyes. Like that takes, like that takes some guts to get out there and just go, whatever. Yeah. So could you have some examples where you're like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is why I'm willing to have people make fun of me when I talk about it, Mm -hmm. because this is, this is what I'm talking about. Well, yes. Um, one thing is I'm a firm believer that you get out of whatever you get out of whatever you put into it. Mm. So if, if you're trying to get something out of a vision board, if you put energy into it, you will get something out of it. Um, other times people are like, well, good grief. It's just a picture, you know, lots of pictures on the wall. Mm-hmm. And there's no intention to it. So, yeah, it's, it's like a big woo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, even something like this is part of my vision board. Mm-hmm. Because that's the, it's your turn to speak. Oh, nice. And giving myself permission to be seen. Okay. Because sometimes we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be this person. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to have this new business. And nobody knows about it. Shh. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be seen about it. Yeah. And like you said, it's gutsy. So even stepping out on that. um, I do have an example. It didn't include a board at the time. But my, when I realized that visions were important, um, I was actually in college choosing between two different majors mm. and my mentor was on the phone and they said, well, where do you see yourself in five years? Thankfully, I took that as a legitimate question. And then I said, well, I see myself looking at the ocean, um, but I can't tell what type of room it is. And knowing what type of room it was would, I thought, help me know which decision to make. So I ended up making a decision. And four years later to the month, I was sitting in my apartment in China looking at the Yellow Sea oh. out of my apartment. And I kind of went, <gasps> And it was totally a movie flashback, whoosh. And I went, oh my God, like that actually happened. Yeah. Um, And I realized I wasn't, I was intentional enough and, and authentic and aligned with myself when I made that decision. And I had, and I said that in five years, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But for it to be there within four years and just bam, hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. That's so cool. It was very amazing. That's (laughs) so so cool. Well, good for you. And just to kind of bridge over, you know, we talk about marketing, like that's what Mm -hmm. this whole thing is based on. Sure. um, And I feel like in order for us to grow our business, we need to go personally and we need to grow professionally. Um, And can you build a strong business without a vision board? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. But I'm all like everything that I do, the the common thread is optimization. Like how can you take what you have Mm -hmm. and make absolutely the most out of it? It's like it. And there's a couple reasons for it. One is you make more money. Let's be real. We all want a buck. But that's not the driving force. The driving force is you can take any job, you can take any day, and it could be the best day ever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you optimized it. You're like how you end the day and you're like, holy crap, that was awesome. Like I expected to write four emails. However, (laughs) because you're optimizing, it's like I just realized I took three steps towards this goal. I just... As soon mm-hmm. as you write it down, as soon as you have these pictures, you're able to take your day. Not only are you doing the tasks that you need to complete mm-hmm. in order to be successful, you also are moving yourself towards where you eventually want to be. And how exciting is that? So that's, I know some people might be out there going, why would you talk about vision boarding? Yep. I don't do a vision board. I have no intention of ever doing one. That's fine. Um, but you're, it's, it's kind of like, I don't do Instagram. Okay. Leave the money on the table. I don't care. You know, I mean, yes. Yeah. You can be (laughs) successful and not do all these things. You can do two of them and do a good job and Mm -hmm. and you're in. However, I don't, I'm not like a halfway person and and I'm (laughs) sensing you're not either. And so, so if you, 
if you're just like, I want, I want amazing. I want my business to be amazing. I want my days to be amazing. Then this is a really good day for you Mm -hmm. because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about these day to day. This is how you, um, create a blog post, you know, and that's (laughs) really important. Like you have to know how to do the tasks. However, if you don't know your why, you don't know what's going to get you up in the morning. You don't know. I mean, honestly, writing blog posts, I mean, Taylor's in the high Taylor Taylor's in the (laughs) other room. And I mean, she has to write some blog posts about things like we love all of our clients and all of their industries are amazingly interesting, Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry. There are some industries and one in particular that we actually don't write for anymore. It was boring. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll grab an industry and it's like, okay, we get to write about X, Y, Z. However, because we have such vision and our why is that we get to see our clients like go crazy with success. It makes it different. It changes the game. And I feel like vision boarding is like big picture changing the game overall. Right. And I would say for those business owners who say, oh, well, we don't have the vision board. If you have a vision statement, you already have the beginning of a vision board. Oh, dear Lord, please have a vision statement. <laughs> exactly. But that's my point. If they're yeah. thinking it's too woo-woo or creative yeah. or crafty, uh-huh. you have a vision statement. What's that purpose? Yeah. It's the same idea. You're just making it tangible. Right. You're showing people. You can you can put a vision statement out and you can have it written out and la-di-da, there it is. But if you don't know how you're going to get there, you can talk about it and there's I mean, how many of you have sat in meetings for here's how do you do a vision statement and here's what you want to do in your vision statement Mm -hmm. and here's where you need to put it on the wall. Why do you have it visually? Mm -hmm. You have a vision statement that's visual. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing as a vision board. Right. You're just helping people do their individual vision boards to create their part of your vision statement as a business. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, honestly, I was coming into today and I was thinking, okay, I need to not, I need to try really hard not to be all raw, raw. This is why everybody needs a vision statement. <laughs> so I just kind of broke my own goal. I was going to say, you're doing great. However, I just get so yourself. excited about it oh, because that's okay. I just feel like it's just hard to talk about it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go back to the questions so no, I can you're get great. back on task, but I really... I just, it, it makes me excited. Um, I mean, and even looking at business owners, um, a lot, I've worked with a lot of business owners in a lot of industries and, you know, men, women, um, different personality types, you know, mm-hmm. they're very driven. You know, if you can't tell me in two sentences, I've lost interest in anything you have to say. <laughs> um, to, um, you know, one of the workshops we did, you know, there were pro football players there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I got to see people of different walks of life jumping on trampolines to loud music, getting ready to do a vision. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, I don't care what industry you're in. It's just, it's the most, it's just the coolest thing ever. And it's like magic. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. enough. I'm going to try to just calm down about the rah-rah. Sorry out there, everybody. So back to our questions at hand. Sure. Um, So what are some of the advantages of doing the process as a group? Um, as a group, it's really any group that I lead is really about non-judgment and about curiosity. Mm-hmm. So if you can't be curious and you're going to be judgmental, then my group is not the group that you want to come to, mm-hmm. because people want to know that they can come alongside somebody else. And there is no right or wrong answer. This is mine. You can't tell me yes or you can't tell me no because it's mine. Like mm-hmm. your opinion really doesn't matter on it. But coming together with people who can say, you know what, 
I get where you're going with this. I understand what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. That's not a yes or no or a right or a wrong. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I don't need to explain to you about vision boarding because you're on board and you love it and you've done it in groups. And and being able to have that common language between mm-hmm. us would make this a much more difficult interview if we didn't have that. Yeah. And I'm trying to sit here and, and I'm a little bit like, I should sit here and like, be devil's advocate because probably people <laughs> probably the people at large would get a lot more out of it but yes anyway that wouldn't be well, authentic and I'm yeah, definitely yeah. transparent so yes um, please devil advocates bring me your question <laughs> yeah and we're gonna open up questions in just about two more minutes great but um but also kind of back to the group I think there's a vulnerability that you allow yourself mm-hmm. to be and when you do that in a group um you know, when you go out there and try to live it, you're in a group, like you're in front of people. And so when you're doing it with like-minded people who are also willing to be vulnerable, I feel like it gives you a little more strength. Mm -hmm. Do you find that? Oh yeah, completely. Because there is such a chasm between experience and knowledge Mm -hmm. that if you haven't experienced something with somebody, but you trying to explain it to them, there will always be this great divide that can never be bridged because they weren't there. They didn't get that energy. If you've ever talked to anybody who's gone to a Tony Robbins event, mm-hmm. they go bonkers when they talk about it because it was so amazing to them. Okay, full disclosure. Oh, sorry. You can <laughs> totally be That's there. where I was. Yeah, like yeah. That's, how, that's why I'm such a spaz about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> There's so much energy in that room. It's yeah. literally ready to explode the ceiling off of that place. Mm-hmm. But you try and explain that to somebody who wasn't there, mm. the only thing that you can really say is you have to go. You just have right. to go. And then you look like a psycho cult <laughs> person, right? But exactly. It's an experience. It's the an experience, thing. and it's the energy that you've created <laughs> yeah. within that experience that helps people feel, I can talk to this person. I can talk to that person. I can be part of this group who had this amazing time. Um and I don't have to explain it. Like, we already have a common language on it. Mm-hmm. So that group atmosphere is really important. Um, and But within my group atmospheres, I also do small groups. I also do reflective time and individual time. Because mm-hmm. for all of my introverted friends out there, I love you dearly. Um, but you need that time. And I want you to get that energy from that time alone. Um, and, and so there is going to be developed private individual reflective time Mm -hmm. within the group, Mm -hmm. but then coming back to the full group and, you know, kind of talking amongst one another Mm -hmm. and, and making this interactive as well as intentional. Mm -hmm. Well, and kind of just piggybacking on what you're saying. I mean, having that group of people that, um, I mean, quite honestly, if you go out in the business world, um, you, not everybody talks like that. You know, not everybody's <laughs> like, I want the best day ever. I want like everything <laughs> out of my life. Like, um, I'm sorry, but some people are like, I have enough business, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always say like, don't, you cannot be my client because I don't know how to talk like, like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. It. I don't know how to respond. Yep. Um, okay. You know, then they're good for you. I have got nothing for you. I mean, <laughs> and so being able to surround your, like, as soon as you find someone who's like, Oh, you want excellence? Awesome. Uh-huh. And so being able to, like, a, um, injecting into groups, mm-hmm. whether it's your vision boarding or whether it's other groups or, like, um, chat and grow, even connecting yep. with each other, um, just having ways to do that, I just would really encourage people because you kind of, like, personally, because I, I was listening to you talk, I'm like, wow, we are freaks of nature. Like, <laughs> But I know for a fact that there are other closet freaks of nature because when I talk to them personally, I'm like, oh, 
you're a freak like me, you yeah. know? Why aren't you out there saying that more often? <laughs> and so um, I just want to encourage everybody, if you're listening, if you're watching, um, don't be afraid to reach out because mm-hmm. it that freak is what is going to set you apart. And um, if you have other people, you don't have to, like, be, you know, over the top. Like, I have a lot of quiet friends mm-hmm. who... I admire a lot, actually, because they don't feel like they have to say a lot. And then when they do, exactly. I'm just like, I'm listening to your every word. <laughs> Talk Yoda. Yeah, like, I'm all like, <laughs> And they're just like, I have four words to say. And I'm like, whoa, that was, you know, yeah. amazing. But so no matter where you are on the spectrum, if you're mm-hmm. really animated or if you just are a thinker and you, when you speak, it's well thought out already, you still need to be around people who get it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, one of the foundation principles in my coaching is that like energy attracts like energy. Mm -hmm. And so like you said, you don't want to have the clients who are like, I'm good. I'm done. I, it's like, well, why are we even here? Because like I do marketing. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and you're like, I do development. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're fully developed. I'm done. (laughs) All right. Let me know how it is on the other side, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's challenging um, and and knowing that's why like whenever I do coach with people and I do these group things, um, it's really important to me that we're a good fit for both. Mm-hmm. Because one on one, if somebody needs somebody quieter and I can be that person for them, but it's more about are they actually going to get something out of that? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to waste people's time and I don't want to waste my time. If if they're great and they I can give them another coach's name. I can, Mm -hmm. and, you know, offer something different because I might not be the best fit for that person or that company, but at least let's have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's be part of the group. Let's find out if this is something that's symbiotic or not, Mm -hmm. and then move forward in one direction or another. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Let me just see. So we do have a question. Um, Sarah asks, have you ever been surprised by the effect stranger participants have had on each other? Um, okay, so Sarah, that's such a good question. And I'm wondering, do you mean, I'm, I'm guessing you mean like strangers, they're strangers to each other, not like stranger, like freaks of nature, like what sure. I was talking about. So let's, let's go with that. Like that people who they don't know each other whatsoever mm-hmm. and they're put into this environment where they have to like, talk about their inner thoughts (laughs) you're yes so you're only as sharing as you need to be um but really knowing that all everybody's going to have the same emails prior Mm -hmm. a lot of my icebreakers a lot of my communication at the beginning of the workshop is really about what did you get out of week one what did you get out of week two to create a commonality like we have same information coming in Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just the, Hey, how are you doing? It's also the, what did you think of that? I thought she was kind of crazy, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe it works like, mm-hmm. like finding some piece that connect together. So has anything surprised you, um, out of a situation like that? And, um, I just was reading, um, yes, strangers to each other, LOL. So <laughs> thanks Sarah. <laughs> so anyway, um, but anyway, back to her question, anything that surprised you, because it is different when you maybe go into a team building situation where we all work together and then we do a vision board. But if everybody is completely new to each okay. other, which you probably see, but has anything kind of come out of it where you're like, well, that was a surprise. I would say team building is actually a more challenging group in some ways because they have a bunch of common uh, information that I'm not a part of. Mm. So coming in and doing it with a team so you're is stranger. a totally different yeah. dynamic <laughs> than if I'm coming into a group and 
And yes and no, I kind of tend to try and the only word that's coming to my mind is squash it, but really create the environment of inclusivity and non-judgment right off the bat. Like, and if that's not something that someone can handle, then that, again, it's probably not the group for them. Um, so other stranger things, I've been in groups where they just didn't have a clue of why they were in the group to begin with. And I'm going, okay, wrong group for you. Definitely a, not the right place for you to be at the moment. Let's talk about your options. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when I see our next I question. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you have participants consider questions ahead of the day or per- purely show up ready? Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, and what is your experience in that kind of on both sides of it? So do they generally come prepared? So you're sending out all these emails. I know busy entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. like I, I can barely get them to read my email, like even prepping and you yeah. were awesome, but you know, sometimes we run into that where I'm like, I sent you all these emails to tell you to mm-hmm. prepare you. Um, do you, what is your experience looking at, at the whole, as far as like people coming prepared sure. versus not? Well, I think because I have a master's in education, I tend to use my educational um, degree in this area because what I do is the beginning of every lesson or every group is a review, sorry, a review of what we're going to do. So that review, um, even though they might not have read the emails, now I'm giving them the opportunity to actually look at what I sent them Mm -hmm. and say, what do you think? So I never put people on the spot as far as, well, you should, I'm not going to shit all over someone else either. Mm -hmm. Um, So really giving them the opportunity to say, okay, you might be busy. You might not be able to look at those things. You still have value of being here because you came. Mm -hmm. And so that to me showed like you showing up shows me a level of commitment at some, at some level, it's commitment. So let's go over, let's review what's happening Mm -hmm. before we really get into the deep stuff, because are they going to get as much out of it? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But that also goes back to my philosophy is you're going to get out of something, what you put into it. So really the onus is on them as much as it is on me. So generally, are they prepared? Like, what is your experience with this? Generally, they are prepared. They're as prepared as they want to be. And I kind of say that in the outset, like, you're going to get out of this, what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So however you've prepped for it is is to the degree that you're going to probably get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of my teaching philosophies is I can only give you so much, but it's really your job to learn it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, and, you know, honestly, we we homeschooled a lot. Uh-huh. And so at least when our kids were little um, and one of our things was like you can't like as a teacher you can't like learning is on the other side. Exactly. Like, I can't, there's nothing I can like, yep. I can't physically put I it can, in your like, brain. I can like lay it out there and I can do it in ways that, you know, people mm-hmm. get it or don't. And then I need to adjust. Exactly. And repackage. However, the actual learning is done on the other person. Yep. So, so I could see how it is more valuable to the attendee that they be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate your question, Sarah, about like, yes, do you. they show up ready or do they not? I mean, I would assume the busy business owners wouldn't. And that like, I, I'm so judgmental. Look at me. Um, <laughs> but however, like I'm like that where I skip emails a lot. Uh-huh. And um, however, I'm a rule follower. So um, I went to yep. um, Janine Mix, whom a lot of us here in Billings know, and she had a workshop and she had homework. And I was like, skipped all the emails until like the day before. And then I just like, you know, Downloaded put them, them all together. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I have homework. I know something in one of these emails that I have homework. And I'm such a rules follower. 
I'm a rules driven person. Right. So I was like, I have to do the homework, you know? So <laughs> I'm guessing that that's probably your experience with this is some people do, some people don't. It probably has more to do with their own right. um, methods. And- I give them the opportunity to get more out of it as much as they want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they take that opportunity is yeah, really theirs. And I was in a room full of women and probably some of them did it and mm-hmm. probably some of them didn't. And we all got a ton out of it. So exactly. I mean, it really is. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of value either way. So, um, alrighty. Uh, and then let's see here. What else do we have? So, um, what are some other pe- things that people can do to support the benefits on a more ongoing basis? And you talked a little bit about this, but just right. really specifically, what are some ways that, um, I like that you do things leading up to it. And then what can people do after the vision boarding to really develop, um, build on to that? Sure. So one of the things I already kind of talked about a little bit was pick one that you're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. So whether that be monthly, weekly, whatever you want it to be, commit to looking at at least that picture or that phrase that you have on there every day for a week every day like even looking at it gives it the intention that it wants um because where your mind goes energy flows mm-hmm. so therefore you will things might start happening and you don't even realize it because that's what's happening so being consistent and constant on picking one of the areas that you want to do throughout the year okay whatever periodic like how periodic you want that to be is up to you um the other one is always have an idea of, okay, if I'm going to focus on this one, this one goal, how do I make it? Like, what are the steps that help me get to the end to be able to get there? And some of those steps might be three months, might be, might be a year, mm-hmm. but at least you have an ident- have identified what needs to happen for in order for it to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Well, and can I just say too, and you probably deal with it, I'm sure that you deal with this a lot in your coaching as far as time management, prioritizing. (laughs) So when someone hears that, I mean, I have a hard enough time talking them into like posting on Facebook like once a week for their business. So, I mean, and that takes like three and a half minutes. So I'm imagining um, people who are busy going, oh, that's all I need. I mean, I could just say, and and I'd love to hear your feedback too, but like, um, like, this is important, <laughs> you know, like if you were prioritizing your day, there's a lot that you get in from it mm-hmm. and there's a lot that you're going to put out from it. What is your experience? Um, cause I know you're also a coach. So what's your experience when you're dealing with, and I know some of the people you work with and I know that they're busy and uh-huh. very like blah, all over the place. Sure. Hi Jeff. Um, and then, <laughs> which he would say that too, if he was sitting right oh, here yeah. and I think he did on our podcast. So look for Jeff's and you'll know. <laughs> Um, he's awesome, but um, and obviously values um, mm-hmm. his vision and what, mm-hmm. what he's doing. So, so looking at people, and we all know people, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of us are those people. Um, when when we're looking at our day, how do you approach going? Okay, um, pull out your vision board, or you know what what is something that is just really a specific um, strategy for making this happen for really busy executives or people who maybe have a job and then they're entrepreneurial. So they are working until midnight trying to make their business happen. Like how does that fit? I actually put a picture of my vision board on my phone. Oh, so it was my desk wallpaper. So my, my opening. So every time I turned on my phone, I saw it. Hmm. So you could take a picture of just one of them. You could take a picture of the whole thing. 
but it's really seeing it every day. Mm. And I don't mean staring at it like you're staring into the abyss, like, oh, I'm just focus on it. I'm saying just look at it. So well, that it's a click to... reminder in your head. Yeah, it's exactly. like every time you have to unlock time... your phone, it's right there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep, so that's exactly what I did. And that really helped me get to the point of, okay, I want to focus on this. Okay, I want to focus on that. Um, which, you know, one of them is I've led to this. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely a piece of it. Um, but people think, oh, I have to look at this. Or, oh, I have to focus on it. And really, it's... 10 seconds, 30 seconds of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start making it part of your morning routine, that's when it, it starts to become more natural rather than foreign. And, mm-hmm. oh, I have to do this. And, oh, it's more painful. And so that's definitely key is, is putting it somewhere that it's consistent and it's constant, It's that it can be seen, mm-hmm. and then move from there. Because um, you've also actually already said this as well. In my first email last week, my week one pre-workshop email, um, it was also said, know your why, mm, which is okay. what you said. Yeah. Um, why did you do a vision board? If you're not going to use it, why did you do it? And I would probably be coaching people around what they don't do just as much as I coach people around what they do do. Mm-hmm. And so why they're not doing something versus why they are doing something. Okay. So it's an opportunity for a conversation. <laughs> I love the idea of attaching it to something that you already do. So, for example, on mm-hmm. the phone, um, or maybe even since, like you said, it's only 30 seconds or whatever, if if you put a list next to your coffee maker or yep. your juice maker or, you know, something like that where it's like you're already there. Every morning that's what you do, um, and you can <laughs> have a little sticky notepad or something where every sticky note yep. you, you know, take – obviously more than 30 to 60 seconds, but take a minute, write them on there so mm-hmm. that you could be pulling them off and, but, you know, attach it to something that you already do. So that's brilliant. I love that. I love that. So, um, if you think about, um, someone that you work with and, um, and that you just care about a ton and there's mm-hmm. just one thing that you could just make them do. I, I always love this question. Cause it's like, you're like the boss of the world. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to make you do this. What would be that one thing? I would make sure that people or business leaders or this person develop their people because people talk about in businesses, oh, we're going to do process changes and this and that. The processes only change if the people change. Hmm. So you can say we're changing this process and everybody else is still down here doing the old thing and they're now magically going to be ready and able to do this new thing. Hmm. And it's no, you need to develop them first And then magically, the processes will change because you're developing the people and you're creating a foundation for actual growth. And how do you, like, what would be an example of developing people? So I actually have the energy leadership development system that develops people on 10 different topics. And each one of those topics is directly related to their leadership style because I believe we all lead, whether by choice or by default. Mm -hmm. So in some way, you're a leader in one of your roles in your life. Are you intentional in that leading or are you not intentional in that leading? And so through this development program that I have readily accessible and available, um, it creates the dynamic of building a foundation for your team to start growing from. Well, do you have just like a couple actionable tips that people could take? Like if we're going, okay, go out there and develop your people because you're the boss (laughs) of the world now. Like what would be a couple of the like things that they could take action on? Um. As a leader, know your weakness. Mm. Identify where you are not able to do something. Secondly, I'm a big believer in strength finders. Um, I actually teach that as part of my coaching 
one of my coaching packages includes strength finding um, because you're only as strong as your strengths. Mm -hmm. So you find other people who are stronger and different things that are your weakness. Mm -hmm. So do that secondly. Um, And thirdly, you've kind of already said this as well, be vulnerable. Mm. Um, Being a leader does not mean forceful or formidable. It's about being humble and it's about being ready to support those who you work with and work for. Mm. Okay. Awesome. Well, those are good um, actionable tips. So we are just kind of wrapping it up. And um, anybody, oh wait, so okay, before we, I asked the last question, like my favorite questions at the end, Um, although this was all awesome, but um, before we go to the last question, is there anything else that you would like business owners or entrepreneurs to know before we leave? Like, is there anything we didn't cover or something that you just really want to make sure to share with everyone? Um, I kind of already said it with the energy leadership development program that I have available that um, making sure that developing the people is the most important thing. So those were kind of going back to back, but that was kind of my, this is what I really want to make sure people know is um, I have left jobs because I've not been developed. Mm. And so that it's a personal, I get it. I'm not trying to be soapboxy, but when you don't acknowledge what people can bring to the table, mm-hmm. you leave so much on the table. Mm. And, and I think that if your own, if businesses are only focused on the dollar, mm-hmm the dollars will start shrinking because mm-hmm. there's nothing to support making that money. So by development, do you mean training people or how, what do you mean exactly? Cause I know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what does that mean? So developing who they are as a person, whether that be training skills and they need to learn more skills, whether that being more awareness around who they are and what they are to this built to the company that you're building. Um, it really kind of means whatever, they are, I'm going to say lacking, but where they need areas that they need to grow stronger in. Mm-hmm. That, that's so it's just kind of knowing your people. So like yeah. if, if we're talking to big companies, obviously mm-hmm. you want to develop systems where exactly. you're developing people. If you're like, hi, it's me and Taylor here, you know, <laughs> um, it might look like, um, yeah, I'm, and I always, I always feel like I can always do this better. Cause I always have this picture in my mind of where I want to be when it comes, cause development right. is super obviously important to me. Cause I, you know, mm-hmm. care about sharing with everybody. Exactly. So obviously Taylor is like one of the most important people on my team. And Alex, of course, who's here helping with sound. Um, uh, but one of the things that we do because we are such a small, you know, I mean, resources are limited yeah. um, is we'll just, um, we set aside time every week that we talk about things, especially when it's beyond Taylor and I. Mm-hmm. Two things. One is I set aside time where it's just her and I, where I'm just, yep. and, and we've, um, figured out how to scale that. So as we bring on more people, then I spend that time with her and then she spends that time with her team. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, um, when, as we bring on, once it's beyond two people, cause usually we have four people here and we're sure. just understaffed right now, but temporarily we're about ready to bring some more people on. But beyond that, we'll spend time once a week where we talk about something that our office, like a process so mm-hmm. that everybody knows, for example, we do blog posts and like five people might touch that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if everybody knows, like, this is the lifespan of a blog post and this is like your piece, this is what you make happen, you know? Right. So it, would those be examples of it? Or do you feel like there's beyond kind of, am I missing the point? <laughs> no, you're not totally missing the point at all. It's really based on each business's individual needs. Okay. So uh, where some people might be dragging down the team. Mm-hmm. Other people might be bolstering it up. 
but there's that pull apart that's happening in mm-hmm. the business itself. Um, developing common information that goes forward, even though their forwards might be starting from here going mm-hmm. up, the, it's at least making the same adjustment mm-hmm. at the same time. So probably being deliberate about it. So like exactly. wherever your business Attention. is, if we were to take what you're suggesting and mm-hmm. kind of put it into practical terms, right. it would be just like know that that's important Figure out who your people are, you know, and what they need and listen to what they have to say because nobody's going to know it better than they will. Exactly. And then again, it goes back to the visioning. It's like, where do you want your business to be? And how, so like if if your steps aren't getting you there, it's Mm -hmm. getting you somewhere. And Mm -hmm. so good. That's really good. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say about that is also listening without judgment. Okay. That's really key because you might have, you know, grumpy Greg who doesn't want to do anything and thinks his, you know, job completely sucks and he's not going to do anything about it. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. And then I can work with the managers of that to help them help him. But without this, well, why am I supposed to help somebody if they're not even willing to help themselves? Mm -hmm. You know, one of my mentors that I listen to all the time, and if um, I'm Try, I'm going to try to be disciplined about doing this, but I just did a blog post um, and I want to do it once a month where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so right now these are the podcast episodes that I loved and these are the <laughs> books that are sitting on my oh, bookshelf awesome. and things like that. So, so I just put that out and, um, and I, I really love to align myself with marketers and development mm-hmm. people and I, I have them on a list of like what I call affiliates and um, collaborators because oh, I nice. just love them. I love surrounding myself with people who are really good in my mm-hmm. industry and so um, I, I really did it for them because I, th- I f- with our blog posts and our emails, I always say, oh, you write a blog post, you send it out, that's part of your newsletter. But I'm like, what am I going to write to them? Like, they're amazing. So <laughs> for a couple of times, I was like, all right, we'll write an article. And then I, I just didn't feel like it was a good fit. And so mm-hmm. I started sending these out. But anyway, so that was, I digress. So anyway, there's this podcast that I was listening to and it um, was talking about how um, first of all, I always blame myself. Like I always assume I did it wrong. And then I go back and it's like, did I do it wrong? Did mm-hmm. I do it wrong? So if someone has something for me, I assume like, oh my gosh, I screwed it up, you know? Right. And then it's like, oh wait, no, I didn't, you mm-hmm. know, or I did, you know? Right. And, and I always felt like, you know, I was always labeled oversensitive, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always felt like that was a weakness. Like, how am I ever going to be right. a big business owner, mm-hmm. um, powerful woman, you know, leader who could, you know, go toe to toe with any man of sure. any personality when I'm so sensitive? Like, everything is my fault, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but this is it's Gary Vee. Okay? okay. So I listen to Gary Vee. And everybody, like, he is a mouthy, like, <laughs> outspoken. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's what he said. He's like... I always blame myself. Everything's my fault. And I was like, I just felt such vindication. It was like such a happy moment for me. And so as you were telling that story about like, not to, you know, like obviously there's no such person as Greg. We're just using that name out of the guy. So we're talking about this Greg person and um, I was listening to it and I was, as you speak, I'm, I'm always imagining myself in that situation Uh and I was thinking, oh my gosh, why would Greg be upset? Like what, what would, what would be causing him to hate his job? Like what's happened, you know? And not that I'm always like that. Cause sometimes we're all mm-hmm. in a bad mood, but, right. but generally, um, I feel like I haven't communicated. And, and I think this is a good, um, way of thinking things in general as a business person for mm-hmm. marketing, because you want to look at your clients like that. Sure. You want to look, I mean, to me, my most important clients are my staff. Right. And so before anyone else can get helped, they have to get helped. Mm-hmm. And so 
But I feel like how we treat our clients is an extension of how we yes. treat our staff. And so if Greg's sitting here like, oh my gosh, I hate my, first of all, I'm like, okay, that Panic must attack. be my fault. But if I found it wasn't my fault, that's a bad fit. Like I, exactly. I can't, like, I don't know. It, it's kind of like, I'm good. You mm-hmm. know, like a client who was yeah, like, I don't need any new business with Greg. I'd be like, okay, now that I've discovered that you're just this is a bad fit, you know, like, mm-hmm. cause that would hurt. Like then I'm protective. Then I'm like, I don't want you bumming Taylor out, you know, yeah. <laughs> like don't talk to you're her. You're going to sit in there with Alex and he's going to be like, <laughs> what is up with this Greg? Like he's got the worst <laughs> attitude and everybody's like down. Yep. However, if it's me, like I'm the one who's creating or not even creating it, but not um, addressing and being mm-hmm. deliberate, you know, I don't know. I just take all that kind of stuff so personally. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny because I'm very highly intuitive or oversensitive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've had to learn as I like a coach, highly intuitive. So every time intu- my, yep. my uncle, uncle Vince, I, not that you would ever listen to my podcast, but he's like the captain of making sure everyone who's, um, oversensitive knows it. Although he, Uncle Vince, you're so sweet. Like you're so- <laughs> he wouldn't know it with me anymore because I've learned to be <laughs> hyperintuitive. Like that's what I am. So just so you know, I'm gonna wear a badge. He's learned to I've learned to be NATO, which yeah. means not attached to the outcome. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean I don't care, but what it does is it allows me otherwise I take on everyone's energy. Mm. Like with you, I mean, being in here, I'm like, woo! Like <laughs> it's awesome. Because I'm taking on your energy because mm-hmm. I'm letting it in. Mm-hmm. But as a coach, I've learned to like kind of have a little bit more of a bubble mm. where um, I've become not attached to the outcome. Mm. I've stopped myself from taking everything personally or I have to do something with it. Mm. Um, because otherwise, I would be up and down all day. My energy would be pff, gone right. working with clients. Um, so by being not attached to the outcome, it really helps keep me even keeled, which allows whoever I'm working with at the time to be able to open up and listen um, and as well as feel like they've been hurt. Mm-hmm. And so that's really my goal. Well, so in the future, we're going to have to debate this not attached to the outcome thing. Because okay. I feel like that's like a whole hour where we could sit sure. and really dissect that. So we'll have to do that sometime. So <laughs> it's it's been an hour. So I want to be um, sensitive to everyone's time. But sure. I do have my favorite question. So anyone who listens to this podcast, anyone who knows me at all, knows that I am a huge foodie and mm-hmm. I love food. We eat really healthy, but I always find inspiration in in really good food and we eat, you know, however we want if it's really inspired sure. food. So I would like to know what is your favorite dish or ingredient? My favorite ingredient is garlic. Ooh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Do you want to sure. tell me about it? Um, I think it has to do with living in Asia for five years, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <clears throat> I love the smell. I love mm. it's just oh roasted garlic in an oh, uh, oh yeah with oil and yeah shout out to the brew pub for their um, roasted garlic <gasps> appetizer. Oh, I had that. Oh. Okay, so I'm starving. <laughs> <Lunch> time. <laughs> I know. I'm like I don't know why. You know, I'm actually glad that our podcast is at this time. Yeah. It's eleven o'clock Mountain Time. So when we're done, it's noon. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness, because I have never ended a master. Uh, marketing masterminds without being absolutely starving. So, yes. and I know we um, where our office is located is kind of in the in the brewery restaurant mm. district. And so when we walk out the you door, sometimes everything. in the morning, not so much, but in the like when we get out to go home, it's like, oh my gosh, mm. I am starving now. So, um, okay, well, awesome. Well, thank you again thank you so much me. for being here, and thank you everybody for um, tuning in. Uh, we do have our podcasts are available on omhtraining.com. And we also 
posts. We'll be posting even more of our videos on Chat and Grow. We've got a couple up there, or we've got one video right now, um, and and the audio as well. So uh, keep your eye out on there. And then also um, coming up, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like I have not had a week where I haven't gone like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, But um, we have on January 25th, Kirk Williams from Zato. Um, Okay, so I have a few marketers that I'm obsessed with. I feel Mm -hmm. like a stalker and he's one of them. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's so amazing. Like if you follow him on Twitter, I know a lot of people feel like in Billings, Twitter doesn't exist, but Mm -hmm. it does. And if you follow, um, if you follow Kirk from Zato, he is he is a hot commodity on Twitter and he travels all over the world oh, wow. and speaks at all these things. So the fact that we have someone in Billings, Montana, um, it's really important to me that I do interviews in person mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel like I really want to connect with people and understand like where they're coming from. And it's something that it's a little bit you can do it when you're doing it online, but it's a little bit it's just I love this dynamic. So yep. the fact that I can just be here in our hometown and have um, Kirk come in and share, knowing that he just goes all over the place. And if he says something on Twitter, everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're brilliant. And he really is. He just really knows <laughs> the topic. So we'll be talking about search engine marketing. He is brilliant at like Google ads. He just nice. brought someone on to do to specialize in Facebook ads. Kirk is really focused on like um, focusing on you know doing something really, really well. And when it comes to Google ads, that like... Um, I always say like we do ours, you know, we're a growing Mm -hmm. company, so I don't have like this huge Google budget, but when we do, he is the one. And anytime I have a client who's like, we want to kill it on Google, it's like, okay, you know, you have a budget, (laughs) this is where you should put it because it's so important. One, it works. Mm -hmm. And then two is if you have a budget, I mean, I have literally heard of local companies, billings companies, tens of thousands of dollars a month in Google ads. I'm like, how much do you bring in in sales? And they're like, "Mm, I don't know. I'm like, how do you not know? Like, that's so much money. And so I just know, like, um, Kirk's shown me some of his stuff. He, um, if you ask him, like, hey, can you show me a um, a case study? And he's Mm -hmm. got like all these views about case. I mean, he's just brilliant. So. Um, you are too. I'm so excited. No, no, no. Like, I've, I've literally every totally week I'm like girl out. So. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, um, if, if you mark it on your calendar, January 25th. So, um, I've got a couple people that I'll be talking to about next week. So we will have chat and grow next week and I will be interviewing, um, another one of my favorite people in the whole world. So, um, tune in. Thank you again for coming. Thank you for Alex to Alex Youngren, who does our sound. Um, if you want to know if you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm really interested in, in doing videos or podcasts, sound matters. So as you'll notice, like we're all like winging it with the video. I value video. It's a little bit expensive, but any of the big, huge, you know, world known people started, you know, with their cell phone on the video, but the audio matters. Like mm-hmm. there's really, other than the vision board, like this is the first thing we've ever had. That's really like, wow, look at this. Other <laughs> than that, it's like just us, me flailing around <laughs> someone like dodging my hands and stuff like that. So there's really not a lot to look at. However, if the audio is good, it really, really matters. So mm-hmm. go back to our podcast. And if you listen to the first one versus the second one, you're going to see a big difference. And Alex actually helped us with both of them, but he used his equi- equipment with the second one. And um, even if, even with his mastering of the audio using my microphone made a huge difference. So, um, if you're in Billings, we actually have a podcast room and 
we have Alex. Mm-hmm. So um, just, you know, holler if you need some help. Or even if he's really, he, he's so passionate about sound. So even if you just are like, hey, Alex, what microphone should I use? I've seen him jump onto conversations just like that. So he's just really generous with his knowledge. And um, I really appreciate him helping us here. So um, we also have another exciting announcement. We have the OMH Training Center here in Billings. Yes, it looks awesome. Yeah. And so if you hear like a little, um, of course, Alex is amazing, so you probably won't hear it, but (laughs) Facebook, you might. Um, But there's like stuff happening just outside this room and it is the room. um, We have beautiful tables that are already ready, but uh, there's more happening right now. So it's really looking gorgeous. So um, I'm obviously really excited about everything that's happening. So thank you again, Janice. Have a really great day. Thanks, everybody. And remember, the best is yet to come.